we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 22nd, 2012. Next, uh, we're going to cover three different little reports here. And uh, in this next part here, I think we'll, we'll probably end it here after this part. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is the upcoming Satanic Occult Calendar. Now, before, not too long ago, we had a, a three-day, I requested a kind of a three-day, uh, <clears throat> no water, no food fast for the upcoming summer solstice. Um, on the occult calendar, this is probably the most major thing after the last thing that we had prayed about, which um, really, it's already started, July 20th through 26th is the abduction, ceremonial preparation, and holding of sacrificial victim for what they call the Grand Climax, which is on the 27th. See, they always do preparatory things to their high satanic holidays. Okay, so <clears throat> this is the preparatory time from the 20th to the 26th. So right now we're at the 22nd. Uh, I'm probably not going to get this teaching up to the 23rd. So these are things we should be in pr uh, prayer about because this... Without this preparatory time, what they're trying to pull off on the 27th won't happen. They have to have their sacrificial victims. And I mean, these are humans. Whenever they can get them, they're definitely humans. Uh, ceremonial preparation. Uh, all this garbage that they do. Okay, And then on 25th, they say it's St. James Day, where they're gathering of herbs, I guess probably to use in the ceremonies. And then on the 27th, which I believe is what, this Friday... On the 27th, I'm just checking my calendar to make sure it's... Yeah, this Friday, uh, <clears throat> they're having the Grand Climax, which is actually five weeks and one day after the summer solstice. So this was... We had fasted and prayed about the thing on the summer solstice leading up to it, which was a high night of human sacrifice. Well, this is five weeks and one day. It's called the Grand Climax, Okay. And on that day, they do extremely disgusting sexual rites and hum also human sacrifice of a female child or adult. So, this would be, from the 20th to the 26th would be the time they would be abducting the female, or, or if they have one ready, because they actually have these breeder mothers that actually give birth to sacrificial victims, uh, and just for that exact purpose, but when they when they don't have those, they'll they'll go out and abduct people. So they would probably be most likely to abduct female for this time period. Uh, these are things to be praying about, be praying against. Obviously, it's totally wicked, and they're going to use these types of things to usher in more and more wickedness on the planet, and to accomplish their uh, perverted, twisted goals. So, then we jump to August 1st, which is called Lamas Day, which is a Sabbat festival, feast of the sun god. Harvest season begins on August 1st. It's a blood sacrifice day. It's also animal and or human sacrifice in this ritual on August 1st of any age, male or female. And then the last thing on the upcoming calendar is August 3rd, which is called Satanic Revels. It's a sexual type of thing uh, but with a female ages 7 to 17. So they're very specific in the way they practice their religion. Uh, now, I had a listener email me this, as I had already put this together, he emailed me this website where they talk about this. And it says... I'm reading straight from the Satanic website. It says, As the Grand Climax Week approaches, I wanted to share our coven's beliefs. Now, coven is typically a, uh, uh, a group of 13 witches. That, that's what they would term as a coven. Okay? Our coven's beliefs and rituals of this most Satanic holiday. Our group, which is called Magnus Opus, celebrates the entire week with daily recognition and observance of sacred rites designed to exalt the Most High King of the World, all in caps, Satan. I'm not making this up. This is how they practice their religion. The week's activities build upon one another so as to accumulate in the celebratory 
celebratory ritual on the final night. Just as the tides of the oceans, magic ebbs and flows, there are certain times that magic contains more energy, and taking advantage of the surges is beneficial for the satanic practitioner. See, this is why they do what they do. Why they do it on specific days and dates. Not only is Satan a cruel taskmaster and, and requires more and more and more of you the deeper you go into the occult, but he's requiring more and more blood to be shed, more and more children and people and innocent victims to be defiled. Uh, but also, they know if they do it on a certain time and day and if they prepared for it a certain way, there's a much higher likelihood that their witchcraft will have a greater effect and you could say, well, that's garbage. No, it's not. That's the whole thing behind astrology and the whole zodiac. Thing. Now, I'm not saying the stars are wicked, but I'm saying the way Satan works things, you know, with the whole full moon cycles and, and, and the way that these satanic things are worked, there are benefits to an occult practitioner to do these on these dates. Not only are they required to do certain things on a certain date, but you'll get a much better effect from a satanic witchcraft standpoint, if you work your wicked magic on a certain date. I'm sure they'd be the first to admit with admit this. They're, they're admitting it right here. So, going back to this uh, quote, the desires of the practitioner are carried directly to the source, uh, the satanic source, and their wishes are granted by Satan and the hosts of hell. Those are wondrous experiences, and they open the door for more advanced magical operations. End of quote. I mean, I've got this right off their site. Yeah, well, this is how they practice their religion. And it's a religion that's exploded. I, I did a, the teaching I did on um, June 3rd of this this last June 3rd, if you want to know more about the, the Satanists, go to parts 3 and 4, and you will hear about all of these martyrs, essentially for Jesus Christ, that are being martyred all over America and all over the world, that we're not even ever aware of. They, these people get abducted, it doesn't even make the news a lot of times. There's hundreds of thousands that go missing every year. And they're being sacrificed. And... and the Satanists are very, some of them, in their stories, they'll flat out admit it's going on. But it just doesn't make the news. Because this is something that Satan wants to keep under wraps. He doesn't want people to understand the epidemic of murders and martyrs and, and the, things like that that are going on all across America at these Satanic holidays. And it's only going to get worse. And this is the, these, wire, these are things that I believe are worthy of praying about. Um... For obvious reasons. So, let's go to the next article, which relates to the satanic calendar, which is this whole, I've had a lot of people email me, what about the Olympics? What about the Olympics? And I haven't said anything because it's like, oh my word, there's so many theories. You know, I, I just think our whole problem right now is we just need a couple hundred more theories about what's going to happen during the Olympics. Uh, just a couple hundred more theories. I mean, come on. There's not enough. I mean, when you have that much stuff, it's like, how do you do a teaching on it? Because there's so many different varying theories on what is going to happen. Uh, this is from a from Greg Everson, from a retired Brigadier General that he knows. He says, by now you have heard the speculation regarding the possible false flag event at the London Olympics. You have also likely seen the Illuminati card game referencing this attack. And it shows... It really doesn't look like Big Ben. It, 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 but it could be, in some regards, you could say, well, it's Big Ben. It shows Big Ben toppling to its side. There's this big explosion underneath it. And you've got five people running away from this event. The Kabbalists, meaning the people that practice the Kabbalah, okay, which is the highest level of probably witchcraft on the planet, and uh, the Illuminati would be practitioners of the Kabbalah, high level uh, Zionist Jews would be practitioners of the Kabbalah. Very, very wicked stuff. Uh, Kabbalists believe that in order to create the new world order, they must destroy the old world order. The five main individuals in the crowd, in this particular Illuminati card game card, are wearing clothes with all the colors of the Olympic rings. So that's why they're saying this card could have been a predictive programming of a coming disastrous Olympic event. 
Many of the other cards have already come to pass, like the 9-11 disaster. Um, so, anyway, if you want to see a picture of that card, it's, it's here on page 8. And they're wearing the five Olympic colors. So, again, yeah, I mean, there's... there's I'm not saying that, that nothing's... Uh, that there, there, there's a possibility that bad things could not happen during the Olympics. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I will say... <coughs> now, again, with this, the one thing that kind of has struck me is that there's so many videos up there saying this is going to happen. There's been so much predictive programming saying there's going to be some cataclysmic event go down here. Whether it's terrorist bomb, whether it's some kind of nuclear event, whether it's some type of biological, whatever. <clears throat> there's been so much of that that it makes it hard in a way for me to believe it's really going to happen. Because typically when you have that much saying it's going to happen, it won't happen. Because it, it's too much. It's like so much predictive programming here that a lot of times it won't go down. And they could use that also to discredit the people that are up there saying, oh, I know it's going to happen, it's going to happen, then it doesn't happen. And then they're discredited. Sometimes, too, because there's been so much, um, so many videos and so many articles that have come out saying this is going to happen, it may say to the Illuminati, we can't pull this off. We've had way, way, we've been exposed way too much regarding this event to even think about doing something. Now, that might not be the case. They might be so bold at this point, they could care less. I'm here as a watchman to present different scenarios. I've not bought hook, line, or sinker into anything regarding this. I'm going to kind of try to give you the big picture on this. We can pray about it. And, um, you know, hopefully avert whatever they're planning. Lord willing. Again, though, the Olympics opens on July 27th. It opens on July 27th. That's when it starts. Hmm, that's the same day Grand Climax is. Oh, has, I haven't heard anybody make that connection. I'm not saying nobody has. I'm just saying I haven't heard it in, on any of the videos. This is one of the highest satanic holidays there is. And it's the same day the Olympic ceremony opens. And there's a whole week of preparation just for this one particular thing. So, you better believe... I mean, the Olympics is, a, is an occult and is evil of a wicked, predictive telegraphing. And, and it's like a big witchcraft ceremony. Essentially, if you could do, I mean, I could do a whole study in the Olympics, but I just can't devote time when there's so many breaking current events that are actually going to possibly impact us. I can't, I've just resided myself, I can't have the type of ministry where I'm going into chasing down every little Illuminati, satanic um, symbol or thing that they're trying to telegraph to us. I do a lot of that anyway, incorporate it in the teaching, but I can't have a ministry where that's all I'm focusing on. Because I'm not really, yeah, we can know about all that stuff, but I'm trying to give you information regarding where the rubber meets the road. Like, okay, how could this impact us in the very near future? And is this something we should be praying about? You know, I mean, I'm not saying there's any validity, but I, my ministry just can't be devoted to that one thing. And there are some ministries that are, and maybe that's where the Lord's led them. I, I just, I'm trying to to kind of get into more information that, that we need to be praying about and could impact us. And this could impact us very quickly. Okay? It's on the same day Grand Climax is. So you've got witches all over the planet right now for this week leading up to Friday doing all these witchcraft ceremonies, incantations, preparation of their, of their sacrificial victims. So witchcraft is already being done. And then you've got Grand Climax on the 27th, which is the same day the Olympics opens. So yes, I think there is a pretty good chance that something may happen on open ceremony, opening ceremonies, or that which is really kind of a one-day event. 
Should we be in prayer about it? I definitely believe we should be in prayer. Should we be fasting about it? Yes, if, the, if so the Lord leads you in that direction, just like before the summer solstice. How many Christians do you think worldwide, though, are going to even be in any prayer about it? Well, they're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. They're, they're not even aware that there's even a reason to pray about these things. They're, they're not even, it's not even on the radar screen. And again, that's a big reason this ministry exists, to make you aware of these things, so that you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge, so that Satan does not get an advantage of you, you know, because we're ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11. We don't want to be ignorant of his devices. Why? Because he can get an advantage of us. There needs to be millions of Christians praying and fasting about this. If there were... On a worldwide scale, I, I believe this would be, whatever they're planning, would totally be averted. I don't know, though, if that's going to be the case. Because, bottom line, you know, we're going in to the New World Order and, and these types of things eventually. It's going to happen. So, will this be the linchpin for the coming New World Order? There's so many scenarios that are surrounding this. Israel being um, attacked at, at near the start of the Olympic thing. There being some type of terrorist attack that Israel can blame, and then Israel can go to war with Iran. That's another scenario. Uh, um, mostly some type of Muslim terrorist attack. I've also seen the New Agers come out of the woodworks, and they're doing interviews saying, no, there's a good chance that the Ascended Masters are actually going to make their big debut during the, open cer- the opening ceremonies. The Ascended Masters are literally going to come down and make their big debut. I don't know. I, I can't say for sure. They're talking about Sananda Emmanuel, the, the Master Jesus, the fake, the fake Jesus that I've been talking about, the Ascended Master version, the one that the Adonis looking dude, the one that, all, that hangs at all the churches. Yeah, that one coming down. With... Uh, you know, Maitreya, or, or whatever Ascended Master. I don't know. I'm saying that these New these uh, new Agers are, are saying it could definitely be the prime time for it to happen. I can't think of a better time for it to happen this year, other than maybe December 21st, the end of the Mayan calendar. I can't think of a better time for it to happen. Because the Olympics only comes around once every four years, and this is 2012. So you see where I'm going with this? This next week, I mean, if that were to happen, if there were some type of terror, even if the, you know, we could go into martial law. And this is my last broadcast. So I did not want it to get to this point and me not say anything about this. And then something happened next week. And then the internet's gone. Because when that all happens with martial law, if there's World War III, if it starts or whatever, well, they're, they're going to take the internet down. You're not going to have you're, the only internet you're going to have access to at that point is the government-controlled internet, <clears throat> most likely. So, CFR member Bilderberger, uh, Club of Rome founder, multi-trillionaire who has the mainstream media in his pocket, David Rockefeller, Rockefeller, on September 23rd, 1994, said, "Quote: This present window of opportunity." during which a truly peaceful and interdependent world order might be built, will not be open for too long. We are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis, and the nations will accept the new world order. End of quote. All I'm saying is that this would be, I could see this Olympic opening ceremony or something in regard to the Olympics, being the ultimate, for 2012, being one of the best, best times for them to pull something like this off. The London Olympics opens on July 27th. The internet is buzzing with speculation that a false flag will be used as a pretext for war. Olympic opening ceremonies begin on the evening of Friday the 27th, July, and the ceremonies end early the next morning on July 28th. They officially end on, the Olympics themselves officially end on August 12th. Most postulate that the attack, that an attack will be motivated by a desire to clamp down on us further. I'm not convinced about this 
though, as the clamping down is occurring almost daily without any such draconian measures needed. Well, true, but again, order out of chaos. Therefore, allow me to offer another, another possible motive. But to do so, I need to remind you of a few pre-9-11 events. <clears throat> now, this is very interesting. He's comparing 9-11 to the possible Olympic false flag event that we could be facing here. Number one, now this is a pre-9-11 events. This is this retired Brigadier General warning us. Number one, gold and silver bullion were removed from the World Trade Center vaults prior to the 9-11 attack. Although amounts, values, and ownership have never been confirmed as far as I can tell. Number two, just weeks prior to the 9-11 attacks, Larry Silverstein took out a $3.55 billion insurance policy on the World Trade Center, which included terrorist attack provisions. Oh, that was just a coincidence, I'm sure. Although, in fairness, not having sufficient insurance on such a large purchase and not having terrorist coverage after the 1993 World Trade Center attacks would have been imprudent and irresponsible. Uh, now, almost by accident, when he mentioned Larry Silverstein, I did a little keyword search and I found this article, which is <laughs> totally ties into this. Okay, So, weeks prior to the 9-11 attack, Larry Silverstein, who owned the World Trade Centers essentially, took out a $3.55 billion insurance policy on the World Trade Center, which included terrorist attack provisions, which he collected on when the planes went into the Trade Centers. Get this. I found this article. Larry Silverstein's 9-11 partner owns Gateway to the Olympics 2012. I'll explain what that means in a second. There's a picture of this as well. And this is a picture, monumental scale, the new Westfield Stratford City bordered on its north side by the new Stratford International Station dominates the Olympic site for 2012, dwarfing the Aquatic Center and the Olympic Stadium to the south. I mean, this building is gigantic, okay? The new Westfield, Europe's largest urban shopping mall, opened September, uh, September 2011, so it's just built, in Stratford, in the heart of East London. I'm sure it was built just for the Olympics, too, or mainly for that. The Mega Mall will also double as London as a, the London Subway Gateway for the Olympics in London 2012. So it's going to be intricately tied to the London Olympics, okay? It's the London Subway Gateway. Frank Lowey recently opened the Mega Mall adjacent to the Olympic Stadium and Stratford Subway Station. Guess what? Frank Lowey was Larry Silverstein's partner in the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. Over two-thirds of all those attending the Olympic Stadium are expected to transit through the Westfield's new Stratford City Center. So this same guy that was Larry Silverstein's partner on 9-11... His same partner now owns this huge, gigantic mall that two-thirds of all those attending the Olympic Stadium are expected to transit through. Lowey, a dual, a dual Australian and Israeli citizen, is, is a co-founder of the Westfield Group, an operator of over 100 shopping centers in Australia, New Zealand, United States, and UK. They also own the Marriott Hotels. Both these companies have suffered a long list of, quote, terrorist attacks. There's a link here you can click on for that. For which large insurance claims were made. Oh, I'm sure there's no coincidence with that. He's got all these malls. He was Larry Silverstein's partner in 9-11. They took out a, a $3.55 billion insurance policy, which terrorist provisions prior to not, weeks before 9-11, and then the buildings just happened to get hit and taken down. Now, the same guy that was partnered with Silverstein now owns the main, main building that's going to be associated with the Olympics that were over two-thirds of the people are going to transit through. And he has had, and his companies have suffered a long list of, quote, terrorist attacks for which large insurance claims have been made and paid on. Huh. That by itself is a gigantic red flag. Now, again, it may be so that they're just so flagrant at this point the Illuminati, that they don't even care if you know they're going to blow it up. They don't even care. I heard that there's a lot of people that, that know this information and, and they're, they have all kind of tickets they can't even sell for the Olympics now. 
They're expecting a very low turnout because of this. Because people are afraid to go. Because this is so well known. But they may be to the point where it just doesn't matter. It may be to the point where because it's on the 27th, July 27th, Grand Climax, that they've got to pull these things off just from a date standpoint. They're not going to have another chance to pull this off for a Summer Olympics, again, for another four years. This is 2012. You understand? You see what we're getting at here? You know, and now this thing happens this week with Bat- the Batman shooting and the small arms treaty is, is expected to be ratified. I believe, you know, uh, I thought it was originally set on the 27th as well, or around that date. All of this is occultically by design. And why we really need to be getting on our knees this week and praying, and if you feel so led to fast, about this. Because I do believe Satan has some very, very wicked plans for this. And not just because it's some wild conspiracy theory, but because of all the facts I've went over. And we're going to even be going over now. Third point. Irregular, this is about 9-11. A regular, there was a regular short selling of stocks, in particular airline stocks, that took place prior to 9-11. The point of the above is to highlight that financial losses were minimized and some amazingly prescient speculative trades were rewarded as the result of 9-11. Now you could say way more than that about the money that was made on 9-11 and, you know, pulling the gold and silver out of the World Trade Centers, the 3.5 billion dollar Insurance policy took out on the Twin Towers, the irregular short sellings of, of airline stocks prior to... There's more than that, okay? But <laughs> those three points alone, in other words, it was an inside job. People knew that it was going to go down. So, moving forward to today. Now, knowing that about 9-11, now let's compare some other things that have happened regarding London, Because we saw these things happen prior to 9-11 where it was like kind of they were getting out of Dodge. Okay, I'm going to get my gold and silver out. We're going to take this big insurance policy. We're going to short sell these stocks, these airline stocks. We're going to make money off this. Well, can we, is there any parallels to that about the upcoming London Olympics? Well, let's look at that right now. Moving forward to today, what do we know for certain? Number one, last week, the venerable... 137-year-old London Metal Exchange was sold for $2.19 billion to the Chinese state-controlled Hong Kong Exchange Clearing. The price was 134 times earnings, which is a stunning number, but the purchase gives China insight into the metals market it would have never had otherwise. So, all of a sudden, they're selling the 137-year-old London Metal Exchange for $2.19 billion to a Chinese state-owned, controlled Hong Kong exchange and clearing? Huh, that's weird. Well, another point. Number two, London is the center of physical gold in the world, not New York. The London bullion market is bigger, is the biggest over-the-counter wholesale physical gold market in the world by far. Three, there are increasing complaints from investors that they cannot get their, quote, allocated gold delivered to them. In other words, these people buy, like, they buy gold, like, like um, whatever, over the phone or whatever. Maybe they get gold stocks and stuff like that. Or they have gold and it's supposedly put in a vault for them. Well, guess what? There are increasing complaints from investors. They cannot get their, quote, allocated gold delivered to them. Remember, allocated gold is gold set aside by serial number in a vault in your name. It is not unallocated or pooled gold. In other words, they're trying to take delivery on their physical gold, and they can't get it. Hmm, that's weird. Those of you, number four, those of you, those have gotten... Those who have gotten delivery of their allocated gold, usually after threat of legal action, say the bars they are receiving are not the bars they were told they had. In other words, I guess they're not getting what they paid for. Five, the LIBOR, or London Interbank Offer Rate scandal, affected trillions of dollars in the financial markets. Manipulation meant winning trades became losers and vice versa. Legal recourse measures are just the beginning. Okay, so based on these points I just went over, what can we speculate on? Well, number one, there's plenty of anecdotal evidence that large amounts or tons of gold have been moved from London to China and other points east right now. In other words, there's gold by the ton flowing out of London. Number two, there are rumors that the, quote, allocated gold has been used to satisfy bigger government transfers and therefore is no longer available for delivery to the rightful owners. 
Too bad, so sad for them, in other words. Okay? This is why if you buy gold or silver, you have to take physical possession of it. Well, what do I do? I keep it on my mattress? I don't know. You deal with that, okay? Just have physical possession of it. I mean, there's all kind of ways you can hide stuff. I'm, I'm not being mean to somebody who hasn't done it. I'm just saying. Just certain people are like, what do I do? I, I can't live without a bank. Banks are wicked. They're wicked. I mean, it, it is a total system of unjust scales and balances. You can't, anything you have in a bank, you might as well just be totally prepared to lose it. Because when they have the banking holiday, when the banks start to shut down, when, when, the, when the currencies collapse, okay, like I said, the euro collapses, we're going to probably have about two weeks based on the sources I've seen. And then the dollar collapses. If you haven't taken delivery on whatever you've got, and in whatever kind of paper you've got it in, whether it's an IRA or whatever, money market, you name it, stocks, listen, you're probably not going to ever see it again. Unless you physically have it in possession it's as good as is pretty much potentially lost. Because what's coming, it's going to just overturn everything, and people are going to, in mass, try to get whatever they've got in investments, in the banks, or whatever they think they have. They're going to try to get it out. There's going to be a mass uh, exodus for this to happen, and they're going to find that they're... They're not going to have access to any of it. It's all going to be gone. Most likely. Or do you really want to take that chance? Is I guess the thing you have to ask. Okay, so there are rumors that the allocated gold has been used to satisfy bigger government transfers and therefore it's no longer available for delivery to the rightful owners. Number three, the LIBOR scandal is so far-reaching it is impossible to estimate the damages to the banks involved. Alright, so moving along. Okay, so what would a catastrophic a terrorist attack say, a low-level nuclear blast in London underground subway accomplished. Okay, so what would it accomplish? Number one, the theft of the allocated gold would then be covered up. They could say, quote, we're sorry, all that stored gold we had for you was destroyed in the blast. Number two, the Libor scandal then goes away as well, because all the records they could say were destroyed. Along with the current London banking system, a new system will arise with the same leadership at the top, though. Number three, the pound sterling would fall like a stone, and the dollar would suffer collateral damage, since the London-New-York-Washington nexus is so tight. Worldwide markets would roll. Banks would close. All economic woes would be then then attributed to the attack and the devaluations and write-downs would be, quote, justifiable emergency measures. The loss of wealth would be massive, especially to everyone except the urban wealthy. So, again, these are some possible scenarios. I'm not saying this is going... I'm prognosticator, prognosticator, Swami Scott or whatever, saying that this has got to be the way it goes down. But... He does bring up some very compelling points, and there are some undeniable things that have already happened prior, meaning these things that he mentioned um, earlier in these other points that are pretty much undeniable and would set the stage for this. Number four, British and U.S. debt holders, Japan, China, Middle East, seem like the losers, except that they, minus Japan, received their gold then prior to the attack. This was the allocated gold that the investors won't be able to get, I'm I'm assuming. Gold and silver prices would soar, blunting their financial pain, but not erasing it. Number five, lockdown would then occur for U.S. citizens and many Western nations. This would be like a false flag Nuclear event there. The legal framework is already in place. The power elite would maintain and tighten their grip. Six, Obama's election chances would soar. As why change leaders during a crisis mentality would set in. Well, you know, the one thing that I I see people always lose track of is, number one, it's all rigged. The whole electoral process is both all rigged. Romney's just obama light, number one. And they're just going to pick whoever they want. The only one that could really intervene in a rigged system is God himself. Obama may very well be God's judgment on America. Just him being in office. Do I want him in office? No. And, but I'm just saying that, that that could very, very well be the case. So, uh, as far as his election chances soaring, you know, it, it's, it's rigged. It's been proven rigged. The election. Your votes don't mean anything. They can totally manipulate them. So unbelievably easy through the electronic voting now. There's been tons of documentaries on this. HBO even did a documentary proving how easy it is to rig this stuff. Black box 
voting.org has a whole thing on there. That Beverly lady. I mean, I've done tons of stuff on this in the past. So, your votes don't mean anything. Not at that level, at least. Um, so, and here's another point. His election chances would, would soar during a crisis. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up a little bit. If this were to happen and this lockdown were to happen, well, obviously we'd be in martial law. Well, when he's in martial law, guess what? He's president for as long as we're under martial law. They're, they're, all elections would be suspended, and we get good old Obama for the long-term haul. He doesn't even have to worry about a four-year thing. All that's off him. So could you imagine if that happened as a result of a event happening at the Olympics? Number seven, war will likely follow. He's saying, but not immediately. Well, that's debatable. But do we use the attacks then to strike Iran? In other words, I guess he's automatically assuming Iran would be the source of the terrorist event, which, from a global Illuminati World War III standpoint, they would be the easiest scapegoat to blame, even if they did it. You know, okay, Ahmadinejad. He says we're the great Satan. Ayatollah Khomeini says we're the great Satan. They're waiting on Imam Mahdi to come back. They're awaited Islamic savior. They're waiting on him to come back. They believe that the, when the Imam Mahdi comes back, they're, he's going to destroy the infidels. And um, they're getting bolder and bolder and bolder because they feel like he's going to um, override any technology that we could bring to the, to the battle, literally. Okay, so, do we use the attacks then to strike Iran? Or do other countries make the connections and realize the magnitude of the theft? Deceit, aggression, uh, evil, evil of the false flag attack. Uh, do they, China, Russia, Germany, or others, decide to take a stand and attack the U.S.? Uh, or to dump the dollar? Or to isolate and contain us economically? These are just questions he's bringing up, okay? Uh, what would we expect then prior to the attack? Well, prior to the attack... We would expect, because remember, all those things that happened prior to 9-11, we would expect gold to move down or sideways. Movements up would bring too much, too much attention to gold itself, in other words. Number two, the stock market would go up or sideways for the same reason. Number three, you might see big institutions going along and reducing their, pre their short precious metals positions, something that is happening right now. Uh, I'm skipping to point five. Rising tensions in terrorist countries would provide possible perpetrators the motive, something that is also happening right now. Six, many leaders would send surrogates to the Olympics ceremonies rather than attending personally. Like, Obama's not going to want to go there if he knows that he's going to get blown up or something like that, you know. So they would send surrogates to the Olympics rather than attending personally, especially from important countries. Or they would leave immediately following the ceremony, depending on when they knew it was going to go down. So, just some things to think about. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but surely it could. Surely things are in place. Surely there's been tons and tons and tons of telegraphing from the government itself. I even went over all the videos that they put out, or the logo of the Olympics, or all of the other minutiae that... that has come out with these videos saying there's going to be this attack. They've had all kind of scenarios in on British TV about you know biologicals or false flag nuclear events, an Olympic ceremony and stuff like that. I mean, I, you know, I could do probably a seven part teaching on this. I just don't want to get into every little thing. Just be aware, be in prayer regarding this uh, because this could be a this could be, if this went down, our lives would never be the same. I mean, it would be a pivotal event of a lifetime because they would use it again as a pretext probably for World War III. Which again, once World War III happens, you know, uh, it's, it's just a matter of time before we're, we're actually into the tribulation at that point. Um, going forward, this is the last report here. And uh, it's from Greg Everson and... Theater intelligence and assessment, heaven is about to render judgment. Within the past few days, I have received information from a retired general. This is the same general that I just was quoting from. Greg Everson, former state trooper, um, and uh, this is the um, same information, who is in a network of old school senior officers evaluating the known intelligence and concerning a two-front combat theater of operations. Their goal is to keep as much information available 
to an involved cadre of military and law enforcement agencies, this unofficial, undirected, yet highly qualified working group have arrived at the conclusions I point to in this particular article. Um, The overall engagement strategy is to entice the American military into pledging huge naval assets in the Gulf region. The Straits of Hormuz is the choke point for all things challenging to Iran. The Strait of Hormuz for, I believe, the Persian Gulf is it's a point that all the ships have to go through, and it's a choke point. And he's saying the American military has pledged huge naval assets in that region. It is here the Iranian Navy and Air Force will have their greatest chance to inflict real damage on our armed forces. This is a real point of smackdown for the Muslims to bring utter destruction to the American army, the armed forces, and the American people. The Russians and Chinese do not have the immediate design or the permission from the Luciferians to openly face the Americans. In other words, they haven't got the green light from the New World Order to actually engage us yet in a World War III type scenario. However, they will be in the command and the control loop that manages the combat theater once operations begin. In other words, once, once Iran and the Middle East go to war with us and Israel, they're saying they're going to be the ones pulling the strings, Russia and China. Okay. And again, I've said this for years, that this is World War III. It's, it's the Middle East. Most likely, Iran against Iran and other Middle Eastern countries that will quickly jump on board, and other Islamic countries against America and Israel. Okay, I, I've said that for years, so it pretty much lines up with what I've said too. It is here, uh, the Straits of Hormuz... Okay, um... Okay, I just I'm I'm trying to pick up where I left off. It is clear that the events are moving toward an engagement of historic proportions and cataclysmic repercussions on a biblical scale. The Pentagon is operating on bluster and ineptitude on a staggering scale. Homosexuality has reached the highest levels of the Pentagon as well. Hey, I've documented all that in recent weeks on all the gay the, you know, they're allowing gay marriages, they're honoring the, you know, Jim and Napolitano, they're having their gay months, they're, they're doing everything they can possibly do to honor the sodomites, essentially. They are just heaping praise, giving them all kind of special privileges, so this shouldn't surprise us at all. Uh, the former officers who have seen this coming have disowned many of their complicit former colleagues, while watching in dismay as they move ahead with stupefyingly poor planning surrounding the commitment of at least two and possibly three naval carrier task groups that are now in great harm's way in this Strait of Hormuz region. The second front that we're talking about is America itself. Combat troops from Russia and 14 nations, air assets, armor and artillery, fighter suppression through anti-aircraft batteries on movable platforms that can respond to changing air response grids, as well as logistics, hardened communications, and transportation hubs, complement a training contingent that has masqueraded as, quote, friendly forces. In other words, all these foreign troops on our soil saying they're friendly forces aren't here for our benefit. They're here ultimately when World War III starts, when martial law starts, to slaughter us essentially, because they have no love lost for us anyway. And again, that's another point I've, I've, I've talked about for years. The use of some type of advanced accelerant in the massive western fires that we saw in Colorado defies understanding or previous experience by fighter fighters in that region. They were almost nuclear in their ability to spread fire and not be quenched by normal fire suppression methods. But yet but cannot yet be confirmed by scientific testing in labs. That intentional human complicity in the fires is virtually certain. Specific battle plans in war call for the destruction of natural and man-made infrastructure by fire, specifically calling for greater monetary, human, and technological assets to be used fighting the fires as both a distraction and a planned reduction of the area involved to produce or exist on a normal basis. In other words, they were, the fires were set by design and they were set in order to inflict maximum uh, monetary, human, technological assets to be committed to those things. The potential for weather wars or space-based atmospheric intervention resulting in a 1-2-3 punch for the continental United States by destroying crops, livestock, and soil viability. I mean, we're in the worst drought I've heard since the 1930s now. Uh, The food prices are going to start shooting up like crazy 
not too long. I mean, this doesn't happen overnight. Okay, while demoralizing and stressing the electorate means to seal the deal for the takeover strategy of America underway since 2001. Add to all this the ongoing destruction of the U.S. currency, the impending imposition of the U.N. arms treaty, the additional compounded levels of door-to-door urban warfare training in the U.S. police and military, the published records of firearms suppression training by all levels of police agencies in America, the acquisition of tactical equipment and automatic weapons issued to street police is unprecedented and overwhelming in its scope and reach. I mean, I've said this before. I mean, you drive out now and it's like everywhere I look there's cops. I mean, they're all over the place. They're, and they're right on their tail. A ton of them have the license plate readers, which literally, if they read your license plate and there's anything wrong with your car, whether it be registration or whether it be you know, unpaid, whatever, they're going to pull you over. And they're going to, even if your car is, is or vehicle is, um, uh, everything's good on it, well, they're going to know exactly where you were at at that exact time and put it into their gigantic database. And they're building databases on where we're at is, you know, during, throughout the day so that they, they can know our patterns. So that if we are somebody that comes up as a red flag in the near future, they'll know our habits. They'll know exactly where we're typically going to be on a given day. That's why they have those, partly why they have those license plate readers. Uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, uh, draconian, how these things are being used. And they've been around for, for more than uh, two or three years at this point, license plate readers. Okay, so let's go further here. The implication is that these forces are anticipating widespread resistance and engagement with the American citizenry at a point to be determined after the tripwire event occurs. Now, that could be the Olympics. It might not be, but it could be. Okay, considering it starts on the same day as a is a high satanic sacrificial hall, considering the fact that it, in and of itself the Olympics is totally in a cold event, looking at all of the things that have already happened in London that I mentioned, all of how they're moved out, all of the, those assets and sold off these things, very very fishy. When you look at the fact that the guy that was Larry Silverstein's partner for the World Trade Center 9/11, who took out a 3.55 billion dollar insurance claim or insurance policy, which included terroristic events on the Twin Towers, is the same guy, his partner's the same guy that owns the main area where two-thirds of all the Olympic people are going to be put, uh, um, transferred through. A very, very, a lot of very draconian things, a lot of red flags here, you got to admit, <laughs> that, that could potentially happen. I'm not saying it's going to, but I'm saying, man, oh man, if there was ever a time when I could see them doing something with a satanic agenda where they will most likely be able to come out smelling like a rose saying it was the terrorists that did it. And they're going to be able to benefit financially. And they're going to be able to benefit by actually imposing martial law. And they're going to be able to benefit by going to war in the Middle East, which is the most profitable thing that any I mean, they've admitted that. The Illuminati said, you know, one day of war is like, you know, better than a year of peace as far as the profits they make. So, I mean, that's another thing to think about. The love of money is the root of all evil. Huh. It's all there. Every bit of it. And the fact that it falls on the grand, you know, grand climax, high satanic holiday on the, on the 27th, this Friday? Huh. Tell you, uh, it's, it's um, pretty sobering stuff here. Again, definitely want to be on your face in prayer about this this week. No doubt about it. So, let me just read that last line again. The implication is that these forces are anticipating widespread resistance and engagement with the American citizenry at a point to be determined after the tripwire events occur that will justify the intervention of such heavily equipped domestic police and military guard units and foreign troops. I believe that these brave, dedicated, retired experts are doing what they can. In other words, there's a group of people that are trying to um, avert this from happening. They're they're trying to to, um, make sure this doesn't happen. They know what's going on, but they're trying to, to steer clear of that. 
Um, they caution that our current republic is dead. The American people have bought into the lies of government, the courts, the banks, and the president. They want comforts, government checks, and hope for more change. I, I heard this thing the other day. It's like 50-some percent of the American population is just totally dependent on the government now through whatever, wh- whatever program they're particularly in. See, when you have that much of the population dependent on the government... And they're relying on them for their for to live. They're going to be able to willing to overlook a whole lot in order to keep those checks coming in, or in order to keep the food stamps coming in. They're going to be able to willing to look over an over. I mean, a lot of stuff they'll be willing to overlook as long as they still have their checks coming in, their protection, and their way of life preserved. Um. That by itself is 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 pretty uh, sobering, with that many people dependent on this wicked government. So they want comforts, government checks, and hope for more change. I tell you, these people that are driving around with these 2012 Obama stickers, I think to myself, are you that brain dead? I you I can't believe that you have. You should be ashamed of yourself. After the last four years we've had, they have the audacity. I don't, I've, I've never seen a Romney sticker, ever. But they have the audacity to drive around with an Obama 2012 sticker. Not the old ones, the new ones. I think to myself, how far gone is that individual? How literally demon-infested would you have to be to be on that bandwagon after all the wickedness this devil now, granted, I understand he's a puppet on a string, as Illuminati handlers and the whole nine yards. I understand that, but he is the he is the the source as far as he is the one that have have pulled, you know, the switch for a lot of these executive orders and, and things of this nature and done a lot of wickedness. And they're going to get behind this guy. It it, it just defy. I, I can't even comprehend it. So. Well, let's assure you that the class of, quote, stupid under death crowd will get their heart's desire soon enough. No other conclusion can be drawn. The main event is merely weeks away. Now, that's his opinion. I'm not saying that's the case. But if the main event were weeks away, that means World War III is essentially weeks away. Because I do believe this main event will be used to trigger that. And they've been wanting this World War III for a long, long time. And out of the ashes of the World War III... And, and it may not even. It may be sooner than that. It may be in the middle. It may be near the start. I don't know. But again, definitely out of the ashes of World War World War Three is going to come the Antichrist, the False Prophet, I believe. Um, and then we get into the, the whole tribulation period. So the main event is merely weeks away. Civilian networks are not are being established to counteract some of this, but one can clearly see that a hugely unprepared, untrained rudderless society will absorb incredible casualties before even a modest response can be mustered. Now he's saying, in other words, I guess what he's saying is he doesn't care how armed the the populace is because so many of them are unprepared and untrained and rudderless, meaning they have no moral compass. I mean, that that can't be disputed at all. Even the the lukewarm pseudo-church, you know, they're, they're without a clue. They're some of the most clueless ones out there. They're going to get swept up in the strong delusion that they will believe a lie like the Bible talks about in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So um, they will absorb incredible casualties before even a modest response can be mustered. I have never been more certain that this great final plan for the utter destruction of American nation is poised for implementation as the world's elite serving the prince of darkness begins its countdown. God help us to reach more and more for the sake through his mercy. These are my descriptions as accurately as I can reproduce them. I apologize that they are a bit general, but I was receiving in fast it fast in real time and trying to decode it and reproduce it in a way that made some kind of sense to the reader or listener. I know it's kind of presented in kind of a militaristic talking point way, but that's the way that um, I had to present it. So, this is the latest I know. It may flex a bit before the balloon flies. In other words, it is subject to to change, but we must try to reach people for their soul's sake and for those that still are trying to plan how to live through this. Now is the time for us to complete our preparations for our families 
during this time of utter devastation. Most importantly, it is a spiritual time to glimpse events not seen since the days of Noah until they envelop us all. Okay, so, again, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And, um, you know, Noah's day was a day of great wickedness and ultimately cataclysm. You know, so, um, I'm going to talk about that more next week, Lord willing. If there is a next week, as far as me, for me to do a study, I don't know. Proverbs, I just want to leave you on some Bible verses, kind of a, to try to end on a positive note. Proverbs 13, 16 says, Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge. So, see, knowledge is not something we're supposed to run away from or hide ourselves from or whatever. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Okay, so, the fear of the Lord is all tied in with those things. True knowledge, true understanding, you know. Um, Proverbs 22, 3, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Luke twenty one thirty six. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all things that that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And this is regarding the end times as well. When Jesus said that, that was Jesus saying that. Uh, Psalm eighteen forty eight. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou lift, liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Now these are verses that. You know, you can uh, print out, commit to, to commit to memorization. You know, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee, Psalm 56.3. There's all kind of verses. And those are the things you really want to dwell on. You, want, you don't want to dwell on. It's good to understand the day and times we're living in. And um, to be, uh, there, there's, there's a Bible verse, I think it was that the men of Ishakar were understanders of the times that they lived in. You know, and so these are these are things that are are good to know, but you don't want to just dwell on negative and get negative and down in the dumps and, and feel like, oh well, okay, what am I going to do? What what you, you need to worry about what the Lord's leading you to do and where the Lord may be leading you, and that's my biggest prayer is that the Lord prepositions us ahead of time wherever He would respectively have each and every one of us, so that we're literally in a position of strength and not of weakness when this stuff happens, because. It's a matter of time. From an end time scenario, if you look at Revelation and Daniel, something's got to give eventually. And all I'm saying is right now, we could be right on the cusp of it giving in a real big way. From an occult standpoint, they've got everything they want for this coming up this Friday on the 27th. They've got, and I, hopefully I've proven that, you know, um, with what we've went over here. So, Psalm... 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So, fear of the Lord is very important. If you feel like you don't have a lot of fear of the Lord, you need to pray for it. Because fear of the Lord is, is intricately tied into protection from the Lord as well. Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. That implies faith. If you trust in him, you have faith in him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. Um, Without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Make sure you're reading a King James Bible if you're uh, English speaking. And that is the, you know, as far as the true word of God in the English speaking language, that's what you want to be memorizing and dwelling on in those types of things. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word if I hid in my heart, then I might not sin against God. You know, these types of things. These are good verses to commit to memory. So, um, Psalm 34, verse 9. O fear the Lord, ye his saints. That would be us. O fear the Lord, ye his saints. For there is no want to them that fear him. Praise the Lord. See, these are the types of verses that help to offset when you get all this negative which I, I, I apologize but it is it's just almost pure negativity you know it's, it's hard to report on good happy uplifting things anymore when you have so much wickedness abounding and in your face every day but these are things we come back to the word of God dwell on those things concentrate on those things and and to um, counterbalance all of this wickedness so Psalm 9710 ye that love the Lord hate evil. See, I hate this garbage. 
I hate this evil that we're reporting on. But And it says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. That's an awesome verse. So those are some, I wanted to try to end on a, on a high point. I don't, again, if stuff, if stuff goes down on this opening ceremony, um, and again, there's a lot of scenarios that could play out, and they take down the internet, I don't know. I mean, you never know when my last teaching or the internet is going to go down. So um, I'm going to try to get this up here, and hopefully um, we will be able to do another one next week. And I'm gonna go, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. Um, letting us come together again, Lord. I do pray that you just help us individually, Lord, to prepare for what is coming. Body, soul, and spirit, Lord. Um, help. I pray you help um, us to make preparations for our families and ourselves. In whatever regard you would have us whatever direction, Lord God, you would have us go in, uh, I know that it's not cookie cutter, Lord. It's, it's, it's individualistic for different people. And I just truly do pray that, that you protect the, the, um, the body of Christ, you know, my listeners, Lord, the, the, the innocent Lord God, the, the unborn babies in the womb, the babies, the, the children, the women, the children, those that, Lord God, um, those that can be saved, Lord, I just pray to God you save their souls, for it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, and that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that you would remove every hindrance in our lives that would hinder us, you communicating to us, Lord. Um, any hindrances in our life that are, that are that are blocking that, Lord God, or maybe causing us not to get our prayers answered. I pray to God you remove that respectively in every one of our cases, Lord God. And if it's something that we need to do different, or in, in another way we need to um, something we need to repent of, Lord, I just pray you would convict us of those things, and that as just as importantly we would be obedient to whatever you would have us do. And I pray, Lord God, that if it be your will, that you would destroy the plans of the wicked, Lord, regarding what they are planning in this week that is going on right now, leading up to this grand climax on Friday. I pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ that you would intervene, that you would free every one of these sacrificial victims they are preparing right now, Lord God, for human sacrifice, or even animals that they might be preparing, that you... You would supernaturally free every one of them, Lord God. And you would do it in such a way, Lord, that your name would be glorified. That they would know that they had just been visited by God. That they knew that the hand of God was upon these victims. And that great fear would fall upon these Satanists. And these occultists, these Luciferians. And that if it be possible, I pray, their souls be saved and they be converted. I just pray, Lord God, specifically again for this 27th, this date, this grand climax, and, and these other um, things that are coming up on August 3rd, and, and the satanic revels. I pray to God that every plan that these occultists have, Lord, worldwide, I pray to God you intervene in all of these situations, that their witchcraft would not prosper that they would be stripped of all their witchcraft powers and all their ability to work wickedness, that every one of their plans regarding this coming um, event, particularly starting on the 27th and going through to the, the 4th of August, Lord, and, and with every wicked plan of these Olympics or everything planned for the Olympics, Lord God, or with the small arms treaty, Lord, I pray to God you intervene. I pray to God you dispatch legions of angels regarding these things and that you would intervene in these events and that wickedness would not triumph. That all their plans would be defeated and destroyed. That they would come face to face with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, as you said in your word, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. 
that we would remember to put on the full armor of God every day and that we would remember that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. And that we would, as the body of Christ, unite regarding these coming events in prayer, in fasting, whatever it takes, Lord, in order for you to accomplish your will regarding this event and that you would defeat it, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We worship you. I thank you, Lord God, for what Jesus Christ did on the cross, for his finished work on the cross, for his death, burial, and resurrection, Lord God, seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. We praise you. We worship you, Lord God, for for all that you've done for us, for giving us the opportunity to be saved. And I pray to God you use the body of Christ mightily, in the days and times to come, and that you would use us mightily to save many souls, Lord, of those that are perishing. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.